<clears throat> I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Like in here. Oh. Oh. Now I can. That's a, bit, that's a bit funky. You're good now? Yeah. All right. Okay. Wow, I love this setup. It's nice, right? Yeah. I don't know. Comfy. So pro. We're very <laughs> professional. Wow. Yeah. Very professional. Pro over here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're back. Welcome to another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want, want with Hi. What? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Leslie Galbraith and I'm an astrologer. <laughs> yes. Yay! <laughs> with Leslie and Celine and Jeremiah. Our second guest. Yes. Thank you very much for having me here. Well, thank you for coming. Yes. Yeah. We're psyched. We're super excited that you're here. And we're glad this all worked out. So. <laughs> yeah. And we're cozy. We're ready to roll. Cozy, comfy, we're ready to roll. This is episode 15. Yes. Have you listened to any of these, by the way? No, I apologize. Um, oh, that's okay. No, absolutely. We'll just we're just gonna cut right now, and you can leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, so, thanks a lot for coming. <laughs> I, I I put it on my podcast queue. That's oh please, that's totally cool. <laughs> that's totally cool. I was just curious. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um. So Leslie, how do you say your last name? Oh, Galbraith. 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 Yeah. Galbraith. Okay. Leslie Galbraith. Yep. So Leslie Galbraith, do you want to introduce yourself? Let us know what you do. Yes. I am an astrologer, and I have a practice here in New York City. So I read natal birth charts, and what I do is work with people uh, to help them remember themselves. What a description. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) And uh, I have been practicing. I really started this business full full on in 2013. Mm -hmm. I started studying in 2009. And now I talk to people all over the world. I see clients here in New York. I teach workshops on uh, how to read your birth chart. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that has been super exciting for me because uh, what I do is bring everyone into a room with all of their charts Mm -hmm. and I project my chart as the example. Oh. And I spend, it's about a two-hour workshop, and we walk through what are you looking at when you look at a birth chart. Um, most people wow. look at it, and it looks like a foreign language in Chinese, and it's very kind of compu- confusing. Right. But once you break it down, uh, it can be also very simple. And, mm-hmm. But you have to kind of understand what you're looking at. So I walk people through how to, how to like, look at what their chart is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that they can go and explore on their own in depth more of their own, own uh, energies. Huh. Interesting. How so- vulnerable of you. I am an example in the class, and it's awesome. I often make a lot of fun of myself. <laughs> really? Well, you gotta have humor, right? <laughs> and uh, 
and once it's this is the moment because it's a lot of information, but it's really sparked to get people their energy, you know, thinking about it in a different way, and the right brain and the left brain, and mm-hmm. visualizing. And when I notice it just gets a little quiet, I I crack a really silly joke about my <laughs> own chart, and then everybody comes right Everyone's back into psyched. the room. Like, so it is actually very vulnerable to do that, yeah. and um, often uh, at the end of class, people come up to me and they're like wow like your story or identify with this or because it really kind of uh, pulls people in to experience what's going on in their own way and to kind of yeah not feel their own vulnerability because I'm kind of the example for that and in that class everyone shares a little bit about their chart oh cool so you kind of really learn just, you know, little basic things about your elements and things like this, but then you hear everyone else in the class and kind of what they experience too. So that's a fun way to learn. Well, so why don't you tell us a little bit how you started becoming like into astrology and where you started all of this stuff? Because you've told me before a little bit and it's pretty interesting story and Jeremiah doesn't know. Yeah. I, I like looked you up and I was like, oh, I'm going to do some research before the podcast, but I actually really just want to know yeah. in the moment. Yeah, I didn't do any research. I didn't. I did he actually. knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, wa- I wanted to experience it with our uh, listeners, so. Well, yeah. there's not much you would probably find if you look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am a very pretty private person, so I don't have a lot of stuff out there. Um, yeah. Astrology found me. I just like to say that it kind of found me. Okay. Um, I grew up in a family that was very religious, Catholic, mm. and um, uh, church God. And, and as a young child, I just gravitated to so much, like the ceremony and the incense yeah. <laughs> and the, like the message. And when I got to be about in sixth grade, I was like, oh, wait a minute here, because at that time there was this huge... A uh, story came out about all of the priests molesting the boys uh, in the school. Okay. Oh. And at that time, I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is, like, pre- this, uh. this beautiful message. Yeah. And then these people are behaving like this. So mm-hmm. I kind of had this crazy existential crisis in, like, sixth grade. And I was just like, what is going on here? And at that time, I just said to my mom and dad, I can't go back to that place. Wow. And so, uh, where was this? This was growing up outside of uh, just north of Milwaukee. Okay. In a town called Brown Deer, just a suburb. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right at the edge of the cornfield. So it was interesting because it was a suburb on one, one level, mm-hmm. but then the end of the road was just uh, farmland. Hmm. Wow. So I got this really uh, interesting mix of. Uh, like kind of city, suburb, go into the Milwaukee downtown, and then nature and just playing in the field. Cool. So at that time, I kind of was like, this was really intense kind of experience. And also my parents at that time started to become really interested in folk art. (gasps) Cool. And that kind of started this really interesting journey for me of connection to energy outside the five senses. So you were 12. 
right? Sixth grade. Yeah. Right okay. on that time. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. And so <clears throat> at that time, uh, we also moved to a house that was built in 1840. Oh, wow. So I started to get connected to uh, energies. And one of the first experiences I had of a ghost story. other energies <laughs> is so the nice. lady of the house. Stop it. Whoa. That I grew up with. Uh, that house had been in that family for over 200 years. And we were the first family to take over that house after she had passed. And I have a very vivid just memory of waking up and her sitting in a rocking chair in the corner and that kind of almost cliche vision of like fuzzy bright light and like, you know, ghost energy huh. and remember being like, oh, okay, hi, you know, and this kind wow. of connection so cool. to energy. And there was a lot of other things that happened. I mean, we say haunted, but like, you know, like there were a lot of things that happened in that house where as a kid starting to grow up, I kind of was like, oh, this is weird. Or like, what's going on here? And then I'm like, oh, in some way, there's something else here. There's some other energy. But you weren't, it doesn't sound like you were very afraid of any of this. No, being a Pisces, I think I was just like, oh, you know, and I didn't even know what that meant at that time, but I was just like, oh, right. Like, you know. This makes sense. Yeah, this makes sense. Obviously this exists and this is part of the world. This is part of the world. It's our senses and what's outside the realm. Yeah, yeah. and then because my parents were so interested in antiques and folk art and all this stuff, we had a lot of old furniture and we would go to a lot of old places. And, okay. and you know, a lot of people talk about energies that are connected to things, connected yeah. to places, right, right? And right. energies that, so that also was kind of an ex- experience for me. Yeah. Early. Mm-hmm. And, but I was never as a child um, into astrology. There wasn't really any of that exposure of it. Um, then I um, really kind of excelled at math in school. <laughs> and I thought I was going to study mechanical engineering. Really? Wow. Yeah. And oh, math boy. was a huge <laughs> part of my, like, oh, I was just really good at math. Well, now, later, looking at an astrology chart, there's so much math involved, right? Yeah. Mathematical. So at that moment, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I worked uh, in high school at a company. I'd leave high school and go work for a company who designed seats for Harley-Davidson's and worked in their engineering department. And then in school, went into and studied about two full years of mechanical engineering. At At that point, I was like not excited about it yeah this is college this is college and I just came really uh just like I can't do this and at that time I actually had a conversation with the dean and he's like what do you want to do and I was like I want to go to the art school and he's like great approved (laughs) so art had always been an interest in my life as well So the visual Mm -hmm. aspects of all of like art and creativity. So I ended up uh, getting a degree of bachelor in science in art. My emphasis was in jewelry and uh, metalsmithing and glass blowing. Cool. And uh, also at that time, I became really interested in psychology. 
Okay. And I kind of became fascinated with Carl Jung, right? <gasps> and I was in. We were talking oh about Jung. Our last episode was super young Ian, yeah. all about shadow work. It's no yes. coincidence. <laughs> okay. And that was just my own journey. Right. So after I finished school, I kind of went into this direction of working in the art world, always doing my own art on my own, but kind of doing more of the administrative business, all this math, yeah. all this the administrative energy around like helping We're, people to put yeah, how you could get a job in art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how you make money. Right. How you make money. <laughs> and uh, and then I worked in uh, doing uh, help curating uh, for business businesses, their art collections, like all of that. Then I came mm-hmm. to New York. That was in Seattle. I came to New York and I started to work for this art conservator mm-hmm. of contemporary art. What year was this? This was in 2002. Okay. okay. So I met this wonderful man and we I just started to help him build his conservation business. He had been in Germany for years mm-hmm. and he had worked with all the top international artists in the world and helping them with materials and how do they uh, preserve a donut and how do we do <laughs> all of these things. And that was a super interesting job because I... Um, got to connect to all this creative part, meet all these artists that I had studied in school, you know, oh, it was cool. like New York art world job. Yeah. In 2008, I was there, yeah, about six years, I started to get really kind of that burnt out, mm-hmm. exhausted energy of, yeah. this doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah. It was a lovely job. It was lovely people. It was very like civilized. We all sat and cooked and eat lunch together because oh. hmm. he was European and like that style of... It was so like it was, downtown somewhere? It was in Chelsea, in okay, the Dia yeah. Art Museum. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, loved, I loved all of that energy, but there was something that wasn't really... I was feeling unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. So in 2009, I um, started uh, to have really uh, intense stomach problems health crisis. Okay. Wow. And at that time, uh, in my stomach region, that chakra, mm-hmm. a lot of blockage, a lot of anger, frustration, childhood stuff, a lot of energy. One morning I woke up, I thought I was having appendicitis. Wow. I spent 12 hours at NYU dismissing me with like, you're totally fine. <laughs> and I was kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Wow. And this experience now looking back really shaped a lot of how I see, think about energy and what happens. Cause I lived this intense pain that nobody could have any idea. Like there's nothing. So I went to gynecologist. I went to uh, an endoscopy GI doctors. I went to specialists. I went to every other thing that my doctor would say, Hey, go here, go here, go here. Right. And then at that time, one of my really good friends was working for this healer. Uh, His name's Abdi Asadi. He's here in the city. And I, um, he said, go see Abdi. He's an acupuncturist. He's, he's going to help you. And so uh, in 2009, I went and saw him. 
And he just about half an hour described my whole life <laughs> and like, really? what was wrong? Did, did he read your chart? He just read my energy. Wow. And then um, he gave me acupuncture mm-hmm. and I left and pain gone, never came back. You after just that went session. to one session? One. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could Both see Salid's face. <laughs> we were just like, what? Okay. And that taught me about energy mm-hmm. and wow. how much emotional energy we carry and how that affects our body. Right? Whoa. Can I interject yeah. or ask a question? Yeah. Um, was this related at all? age-wise to like a Saturn return or did you look at your chart afterwards and and see like some kind of transit that was occurring um corollary to that Uh, yes absolutely I had a huge huge transit it was the convergence of Neptune which is a 168 year cycle okay Jupiter a 12 year cycle the notes of karma a 19 year cycle Um, so it all happens it all kind of converged at that moment and later when I looked at my chart, oh, what was going on, of course, going working backward, it was so obvious in my mm. chart okay. of that moment and meeting especially him and, and my journey. So after wow. that session, things started to change very quickly in my life because I feel like a, just so much energy got released. Right. Right? Yeah. Like this blockage and this <clears throat> and energy. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start working on my art more. My cre- I got a whole shift. Well... Three weeks later, my friend called me and said, I can't be Abdi's assistant anymore. Do you know anyone who will work for him? And then I was on the corner, North 4th in Bedford, and I was like, me. (laughs) (laughs) And I went straight to my job and quit. And they were all like, what, what? I mean, this was, you know, pretty cushy job, high pain, five weeks vacation, benefit. Like, this is a really great environment. And I was like, that's it, I'm out. You made the jump. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, uh, finished my two weeks there, and then I went to work for Abdi. And it was also really funny because I said to my friend, Oh, does he want me to come in for an interview? And he's like, yeah, no, you're hired. <laughs> Just show up. Well, he already met you. Yeah, he's like... He, yeah, like, knew. Yeah, he knew he was wow. It's so interesting and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So <laughs> the second day I was there, I was there. He worked uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Ugh, so dreams. the second day I was there, um, something really interesting also happened that I remember very clearly. I remember walking in, it was this beautiful space on uh, 20th, between 5th and 6th, beautiful wood, it had this view of the Empire State Building, he had like um, three treatment rooms in there in his office, and it was just just beautiful in there and energy, and so that second day I was there, I was like, this is my life. Hmm. And it was super clear, I want to work with people, help people. I want to have these interactions one-on-one. I want to, like, help people in some way that I can, like, how is that going to happen? I don't know, but I this is what I want. I'll see clients all day. And then on the weekend, he would go upstate and ride motorcycles. And I'm just like, okay, perfect. We're Three so days badass. work, four days upstate. <laughs> I was like, this is my life. And I really feel like that... 
alignment of energy mm-hmm. at that moment is what brought astrology into my life. Okay. Did he did he also get into astrology or how did you pick that or it found you? It found as you me. said before. Yeah. So I had uh, my previous boss in the art conservation. We had decided to get him a present, and he was very into tarot. Mm-hmm. So I just looked online for an astrologer. This woman, Rebecca Gordon, she has a school here in New York called My Path Astrology, and just picked her online <laughs> and got him a gift certificate. When I was leaving, they gave me a reading as a gift. Oh. Because it was also right after my, my birthday. So they gave me a reading as a gift with her. Okay. So I went into that session with her. This is your first time this ever is my getting a reading. First time ever getting a reading. And she just banged it out. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, boom, XYZ, this, 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 your patterns, your energy. And it just blew my mind. I was like, especially when she got to the point talking about my family. Because I had a really intense family story. Mm-hmm. And Saturn, the planet of lessons and learning, my fourth house. So right away, she just went in and started talking about my family, you know. And I was just like, how does she know? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is incredible. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. after that session, I just kind of was like, oh, I'm going to study my own chart. You know, okay. I need to kind of, while I was working at Abdi's, I was like, oh, helping him, assistant, just his assistant with a schedule and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also gave me time to just, uh, I had a lot of time to read and to be there. So I started uh, my own exploration of my chart. Right, right. And then how re- astrology really found me is also a funny story. Yeah. Woo, woo woo story. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, there was a client who would come in to see him, and he worked for a big broadcasting media company, and he really liked me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little creepy. <laughs> Too much. Oh. So when he would come for his sessions, I was like, oh my God, I kind of got to get out of here because. This guy is, is a little intense. Uh, yeah. I don't love that. But one day he, he came for session and I was coming back from the lunch break and I decided I just have to kill some time before he leaves. Right. And I was just walking around the block on 20th and 21st, just kind of doing a loop to just, you know, get some air and wait. Mm-hmm. And I walked up and I looked down and there was a huge box and it was full of all the classic astrology texts. I mean, (laughs) come on. Come on. (laughs) I'm 20th in Manhattan. New York York is so great. (laughs) Or just being like in the right time at the right space and being available and like trusting your going to get what you need to get and where you need to go. I just picked up that book and I was like, oh, wow. So I just hmm. dove into all those books. Yeah. And all the classic astrology books. And then um, I decided 
oh, I need, I need some guidance. Right. I need to help a teacher or a mentor. And then I remembered, oh, Rebecca does this class, this school. Oh. And she uh, was teaches it out of her living room in Brooklyn. Cool. So I signed up for her beginning class and then her intermediate class. And my own study, my own, like, you know, going in and researching and looking at charts. She's such an amazing teacher. Mm-hmm. Once I took those classes with her, everything started to click. Wow. You know, it really, because I needed that, that mentor and that guidance in addition to, like, the words and the things that I was studying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So at that moment, um, with that class, I was just like, okay, this is it. And then after that class, I just started on every person's chart I knew. Right. Every friend, family, everyone. Hmm. And then it's never stopped since then. And then here you are now. <laughs> and here I am now. And that was and that was 2009. Yes. So it's been 10 years. Ten years. Yes. Wow. That's so cool. That's the story. Um, wow. I stopped working for Abdi at the end of 2012. He uh, had decided to shift his office and see less patients. He was doing acupuncture for over 30 years, so he was kind of slowing down. And at that moment, I had an eclipse in my house of career. And he came in and he said, okay, uh, at the end of the year, you're done. And I said, wait, done what? (laughs) And he's like, done here. And I said, what am I going to do? And he said, now you're an astrologer. (laughs) And and then I was like, okay, I guess that's what's happening now. And so that eclipse is also very scary in my life, but life-changing. Right. Yeah. And about, I want to say, two or three weeks later, uh... A friend of mine introduced me to Lisa at Maharos. Oh, right. Two or three weeks later. Jeez, you're really good. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good. (laughs) And I I think, again, like, Selene, I really feel like it just came from that heart place. I know, it just seems there's, like, not a lot of resistance towards moving forward. Yeah, and that's why the flow and the lineup and the the things just kept, because I was so excited, I was coherent, you know, that we talk about mind and heart and it was just so exciting for me and then I kind of so I officially started really practice in 2013 Mm -hmm. at that moment at that time I was doing charts before then but then it really be kind of like from that point evolved then to where it is today yeah that's just incredible and you still you still do so you do those workshops at Maha Rose yes okay and and for people who don't know Maha Rose is a Greenpoint, like, woo-woo institution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Workshops, yoga classes, acupuncture. Yeah. yeah. Um, so can you explain to people who don't know anything about, like, a natal chart, a birth chart, what that actually means and how... What's your sort of, like, basic structure of reading a chart? Yeah. For so, the norms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what a natal birth chart is, um, is really the picture of the sky. Everybody will say, oh, it's the snapshot of the sky. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how I talk about it is that 
At the moment you're born, when you are separate from your mom, your own energy field, aura, prana, chi, all the things we call it, is set in its energetic makeup. And that moment, there is a chart of what was happening in the sky. Where were all the planets located? So everybody's going to know what their sun sign is in their chart because that's their birth. That's the zodiac. That's we have the horoscopes. But all the planets also were in another location. So the chart is a map of the sky and a picture of that moment. So when we pull up a chart, we pull up the date of your birth, the year, the month, the date, the year, the exact time that you were born and the location. And that is the alignment of energy. So in that chart, there's it holds an understanding of your vibrational pattern. Okay. Okay. And so when we're looking at this map, we're looking at it as a description of energy. Mm -hmm. The alignment of the chart, the moment you're born, I always tell clients, it takes another 25,000 years to replicate over. Really? Yeah. That same It's that same moment and that same sky. So... We come into this life with very strong patterns of expression, Mm -hmm. um, things that we are really good at and energies that we kind of, uh, again, oh, I'm just so good at this. Oh, this is a pattern. I've been doing it. There are lessons that everybody are going to learn and evolve. So also in a reading, I'm always telling people we're here to love. We're here on earth. It's beautiful (laughs) to have fun enjoy and the rest is managing our energy so so just like a little background like both selene and i have gotten readings with leslie now and so is like my entire family and basically all our friends basically all of our friends yeah yeah. (laughs) leslie's been making the routes (laughs) um but yeah i remember you said that the other thing you said um, I wish I could re- re-listen to the, the reading right now because I recorded it, but kind of what you're talking about with, um, uh, yeah, I- I'm just going to give you a break. <laughs> You've been talking a lot, but just to, to kind of contextualize some things. A lot of people, I think, when they look at astrology, they just see like, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that, and which is your sun sign, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so that's, the sign, the when when you're born, the sun is within that sign. Yes. From right. our perspective on Earth, the zodiac is projected out around us. So Western astrology has the viewpoint from our perspective on Earth, where was the sun against the backdrop of that zodiac? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's like what most people understand as yes. astrology. Yes. What then, when you start to actually get into astrology and you learn about a natal chart, a birth chart, is that, like you're saying, every single planet is actually in a specific place in the sky. Correct. And so all of those things are actually affecting 
who you are as an individual. Exactly. So, so these generalizations of like, I'm a Gemini and you're a Gemini. Oh, but like you're different than me. It's well, there's so much more going on than just your sun sign. Exactly. It's very complex and there's lots of layers um, of understanding our psychology. Right. And so that natal chart describes that energy and how I look at the chart as uh, each planet is a representation of an archetype we live out. Mm -hmm. And most people in their life, you know, as you go on your journey, have an understanding of like, oh yeah, these are the things I vibrate towards. These are the things I get or I'm, you know, connected towards. And, you know, those patterns are in the chart. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, people's strong musical talents, people's strong mathematical talents, people's right. they're all a description of the energy. And I always say astrology is just another language. It's That's another cool. way, uh, a sacred language to describe patterns. Mm -hmm. right. And nature is all patterns, right? Yeah. We see the cosmic spiral everywhere. Right. So we kind of get really hooked into living in a linear time fashion. Yeah. And astrology is all about the circles and the cycles right. and the spirals. Because it's based on the, mm. the wheel, the yeah, chart, and like exactly. 12 houses. Yep, the 12 houses. And then you'll have different aspects in each house. Yep. And so a natal chart reading will sit down. I'll sit down with somebody, uh, pull up the chart, and then I'll just really break it down into terms of what's the energy, what's the patterns, what, again, are your gifts, what are your strengths, what are you working on? And then where it gets really uh, beautiful is to see where is someone in their current cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to say all, all the clients who come to me have a transit, which is a planet in the sky today impacting your energetic imprint the natal the natal chart right so the easiest transit to identify is every year when it's your birthday the oh. sun matches up to your sun oh and it's your solar return and it's your birthday so we have all these different cycles that we're in as we go on our journey mm -hmm. and uh, what cycle are you in? What period of growth relates to how the planet uh, currently is impacting your natal chart too? Right. It's so complex. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a, a few things I want to ask. Um, maybe I, I still want to start with kind of, I, I didn't get to it, but you, the way you described like the moment of your birth because when when you had when we had our reading or my reading um, when you gave me my reading, you 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 talked about how like you know people will get like C sections or like the doctor will be late or something like that, and it's like regardless of all of those circumstances, yeah. I don't know how you phrased it, but it was so amazing. It was like your consciousness is like now, like right now, like this is my moment. Um, I would just love for you to literally talk about that a little bit more this mm -hmm. this idea of like our energy we choose to release from the mother's womb and become our own energy at that moment mm 
just expand on that because yeah. I, there's just something really powerful there. Yeah, I think it's like saying, uh, I say that we qualify for Earth. <laughs> right. So the moment that the alignment of the energies and the pattern, I really look at astrology from a evolutionary esoteric point of view where we've had many lives before. Right. Okay. Um, so my, what are, what does that look like? How does that look like? Well, we just know consciousness and energy, not created, not destroyed, just transformed. Right. And so in some way, uh, our consciousness existed before and our consciousness will exist again. How do mm. we know we don't have, no one has the exact answers on any of that. Right. 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 But looking at a chart and thinking about, experience in earth in many different lives and how we get patterned to be really good at something and how we are at something that's an energy we've carried we've worked on we've developed so what energy is going to be expressed in this life the discrete the, the the alignment of planets holds that vibrational field so if we, I look at it as being very purposeful when we're born, and even when I'm working with, you know, um, people who are about to have a baby, I'm just always like, they're just waiting for their alignment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and when is the energy aligned for their consciousness to step into that vibrational field of its expression? Yeah. I just have a question. Yeah. Did you ever read um, Esoteric Acupuncture? No. By Mika, Miko. I talk about it in one of our episodes because <clears throat> he talks about reincarnation in this esoteric way where you jump into an already to a setup, mm -hmm. which is what you're saying in yeah. alignment yeah. versus the energy creating that and it's a new phase kind of. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. That just reminded me of that. Yeah, I've never no, been I able, love that. That was a really good way to describe what I've never been able to describe <laughs> before. Yeah. And that's why, so uh, we also look in a chart, you know, it's interesting because we kind of put this thing on children as like, oh, they're just coming to this and, you know, they're just this blank slate and they have nothing <laughs> and like everything gets put onto them. But then we see children with like uh, highly like reading, writing, speaking, young, early. And I look at the chart and their mercury is highly developed. Like it's a mercury rules communication. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a soul energy who um, has worked on their uh, field of expressing and communicating themselves. And that's why in some ways, you know, early on in life, it's very easy, you know? Right. And so that <clears throat> moment is kind of, like I said, when I feel like I look like we qualify to be here for our energy. Yeah. Um, I also look at the chart as us choosing our parents in terms of our lineage, our mom and our dad. Um, that also is something that I go into in a reading, uh, looking at the story and the patternings uh, with father, father figure, mother, mother figure too. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to just say we, you know, we have that DNA or genes from the mother and father and coming together. Well, we have those energetic patterns too. Mm. So when I look at family constellations, oh, cool. which is the whole chart of a whole family, 
Wow. You read whole families? <laughs> yeah, like a mom, a dad, two huh? children. What? Wow. You That's see amazing. the patterns. It's very obvious. And then all of a sudden you'll look and you'll be like, oh, this, you know, the daughter looks just like the father and there's like this energy oh. and you'll see the patterns of similarities in their charts or how wow. they're very different, you know, like that energy. So the patterns of how we are are also carried through our lineage too. Is that the the north and the south node? Or is that when you talk about the karmic nodes? Yeah, the karmic nodes. And so that's what we bring in or mm-hmm. carry our with patterning. us. Can I back up for a second? I'd yes. want to get to the karmic nodes, but I think that's, I'd like to start with the planets first. Yeah, sure. I Just because I feel like it's, it the nodes feel like a step further. Well, it's and, kind of what she was saying about the karmic, your pa- those are the what you bring in right the pattern the pattern so that's yeah yeah the, the end patterns if, if what you're saying both in the planets and the nodes um and just to give people a sense because the planets most people know what all the planets are right so right. or we look at the sun and moon as luminaries okay right. mercury venus mars we have all, all our solar system mm-hmm just to clarify the nodes, the nodes are points that are calculated in space where the moon, the earth, the orbits cross each other. In astrology, the nodes talk about the patterns we're good at, the south node, and the growth in our life. But what's interesting, you guys are both kind of on the same thing, is, is that let's say we have a pattern in our life where it's really difficult for us to speak our truth, okay, right? Like our throat chakra, we're totally blocked. We have a lot of uh, hard, hard, hard time, maybe even in school, um, speaking, talking. As we get older, we kind of carry that into our work and it's uh, kind of can inhibit, it, inhibit us. Um, parts, you'll see the story of this work reflected in the chart with the planets and the nodes. Mm. Like the energy will describe that work. I always say, I can look at a chart. You won't know, is this a female? Is this the male? Is this a uh, color, race, class? But I'll know if you have dad issues. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So the patterning of what we are good at is um, expressed through our nodes, right? So our south like nodes together. Yeah, and also some of the patterns of the planets too. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah. the so the south node. We'll just we're talking about. I mean, I want to talk more about the planets, but so the south node is essentially like we're really good at it. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for a number of lifetimes, yeah. and like the north node is like aspirational or yeah, where you're like aiming for as a soul like you're trying to go for this mm-hmm. kind of evolution evolution of growth okay, okay. Hmm. yeah okay. whatever and you know we're on earth um we're in school i mean you know like school i totally like, think yeah. so i mean yeah like the glasses in like yeah. we're here <laughs> classes in session we're here to learn and to grow yeah so there are fundamental things that our soul wants to evolve and wants to grow. Our North Node is showing us how do we get there? What's like, what's the action of growth for us? And it tends to be something that's very uncomfortable 
mm-hmm. because we are uh, almost mastery at the patterns of our self note. And they're always 180 degrees opposite each other. So they're always two signs, uh, Cancer, Capricorn, you know, Pisces, Virgo. And so there's always this duality, um, Aries, the opposite of Aries, Libra, right? And so the nodes are always going to be in two signs. The uh, south node, again, is that energy that's very comfortable, we're good at it, but it also feels that those patterns can become very stagnant. Mm. Okay. Because they're what we're good at, what we've been working on, but the evolution is the opposite. Let's say our south node's in Aries. Oh, the evolution is to go into Libra, right? And to go into something that's a little bit uncomfortable. Someone who would have a south node in Aries would have an incredible sense of independence. Uh, Aries is pioneering, independent. These are the patterns of energy Aries expresses, right? And Libra is about partnerships. Mm. So someone who's very patterned to be on their own and independent uh, can uh, go repeat these patterns where they just think it's just them and they have to do it all on their own. Well, the Mm. growth is letting someone help you, Libra, working Mm. with people. So the nodes talk deeper about that story. Um, If someone is really on their own and the super independent person, it's going to show in the pattern of the chart really like five different ways, right? Uh, That will all confirm this is part of that soul's journey. I see. Okay. And the south node being one big indicator. Now, I'm curious if you see any corollary between that and just to relate to our episode that just came out today about shadow work. Mm. So this idea of like south node, north node, like maybe the north node. I don't know if it's it your shadow or no, mm. maybe not. Uh, I mean, maybe, but shadow yeah. is more about the individual's more like unconscious desires right. kind of like shame not so much of of an aspirational type of thing yeah yeah okay maybe curious. i don't know what do you think yeah i think i mean like our um <clears throat> the shadow work that person has to do in, in discovering their unconscious motivations right yeah. so what are our unconscious motivations well some of those are things that are driving us towards things that aren't really best serving us or others that's the shadow comes in because it's not, uh, it's a pattern and it's an energy, but uh, the growth is to moving towards something. Everyone carries different energies around what they have to work on. So the chart will expose that energy and and explain and kind of go into an analysis of your psychology and your... So let's say if your shadow, uh, uh, you know, revolves um, around something like addiction to technology and your phone. Okay, like this is a dark thing everyone's dealing with. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But let's say 
it's really taken a hold of your life. Right. This is part of your shadows. Like you are on your phone 24 seven. You can't do anything. You have to check it. You have this incredible hold on this energy. What is the unconscious motivation for you having to constantly connect and to have this thing where anything can really be addictions. It's just something that takes hold of us in such a different way, right? Well, in a person's chart, their Neptune is going to be very active. There, you know, there are going to be indicators about addicted tendencies, mm. right? Okay. And their shadow tendencies. How it expresses itself is always a person's individual uh, choice. Okay. Right. I loved when when you did my reading. I loved how every single sign had like a lower vibration expression yes. and a higher vibration expression. And that expression. could be kind of shadow stuff sure. too. If yeah. you're right. on your lower vibration yeah. in Maybe your that's a better way of putting it. Totally. Then that's yes. a little shadowy. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. I love that because yeah. um, we now, you know, me- like all this new technology, everything, like we measure uh, someone in love right, in a, in a love vibration, well, it actually reads as a high vibrational field, right. right? And when we read someone who is stressed and firing all their hormones and fear, it reads as a low vibrational field. Right. So, yeah, I think what you're saying about, like, some of that shadow work is where are we going into the lower vibrations of that energy? Right. Um, and it's up to our choice, the choices we make, Um, And one of the uh, key like intentions of my work is is really helping people to understand. Yeah, sometimes what is what is like kind of driving the shadow? Like, why are they stuck in that lower energy or what's active through patternings from family, childhood, culture like that? They are like kind of ready to see, but then liberate. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. To be aware. Because I feel like when we've had our readings, it's been an awareness of a pattern. Yes. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm definitely holding myself in this structure. Yeah. And that awareness is everything. Yeah. I I also tell people, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't really know, you know, in a Uh, reading. Yeah. Everything I'm going to talk about, you know, intimately. But the gift of astrology is the awareness and it being a tool to understand it. Not an excuse or, oh, well, you know, this is hard for me, whatever. But no, this is hard. This is my work. This is where I have to evolve. And that awareness I just see in my clients creates incredible shifts in their life mm. because they, uh, yeah, they become, they have the dark and they make it light, you know, and they really see it. Yeah. You know what I feel like you should ask about is that question about how the symbology of the planets. Yeah. So this is going really amazingly well and we're going to keep rolling. Yeah. Okay. Um, but for the sake of other people, people's time <laughs> we usually don't go above an hour so this is going to be part one of uh yeah. probably a part two um situation yes. so um thanks for listening yes, yes. Um, thanks for being and here. stay tuned for part two yes uh next week perfect thank you for having me yeah okay bye bye, bye. <laughs>